What's up? My human sweat pretzels that I haven't talked to forever. No, this is not an interview today because I haven't gotten there yet because honestly, life is extremely busy and I've been really busy with work mostly and not doing jujitsu, which has been the worst. But today I finally had my appointment to determine what is next and if I had to get surgery and all this other stuff. So your girl doesn't have to get surgery. So that's great because if I did, I was pretty sure I wasn't gonna make it for Master Worlds and that was gonna make me really upset. Um, and so what it looks like is, is four weeks from now, if I like keep doing all the stuff I'm supposed to do, then I'm gonna be looking at being back to throwing people, which is exactly what I asked the surgeon today is when can I throw people? And what I think is cool about the people that I have like in my, what I would call like my care team, all of them get it. They get like jujitsu, sport, the whole thing. So I'm in there just being like, hey, I need this and this and this because these are really important to me. And they're like, oh, that makes sense. Um, I've had friends who have had like injuries and other things happen and then they'll go They'll go to the doctor or whatever, and their doctor will be like, what are you doing throwing people around for? Like, that doesn't sound like a healthy activity. Um, so I guess it really just depends on who you get, but I got really lucky um, in the people that I get to see who are like super helpful and stuff. So, so what could have been a really bad outcome for me is actually gonna be a really good outcome. And that's because I made a game plan of the things that I'm supposed to do. And I worked on those things every single day. But it doesn't mean that any of it has been fun. Like I, I'm not having fun over here necessarily. I've been at home a lot. I haven't been at the gym as much, partially because the mornings have been just hard to get going. And so, some days it just takes me a while to get to like my work and then by the time I get through work and everything it's it's almost through the end of the day and it's exhausting like having things wrong with you is just exhausting and anyone that knows about like chronic pain and exhaustion and fatigue and all those things that come from various conditions uh, can tell you that even you know the slightest tasks can feel like a lot of work so i feel like i've put off some of my the stuff i wanted to get done but one of the things i did get done that's super exciting is the podcast space is ready um so i'm actually in it right now i think there's still a bit of an echo i still have a, a few more things to get in here to really like batten down everything so it sounds really nice um, but I'm not in a closet um, there's actually windows here I can see all the flowers I've been planting since I haven't been able to do jujitsu I've been in my garden quite a bit and that's been rewarding and there's baby birds outside so I can't be sad I've been like hearing like tiny chirps over the the past couple days and now they're like big bird chirps and there's tons of babies everywhere so it's pretty cool so anyway that's kind of what I've been up to in that sense of like you know just trying to rehab and I feel like sometimes I'm the only one that goes through these things but you know I have friends who who also had injuries you know they got injuries they were gonna go compete and do all kinds of things and they got injured and it's just something that happens and I got so frustrated about being injured and honestly I was pretty sure over the weekend I was thinking to myself like oh this is the end of my world like if I can if I have to get surgery or I'm not getting better or whatever it is then like I'm out for master worlds and honestly when I look at what you need to qualify to like go to pans or worlds as a black belt you need like 10 points for pan ams you need 36 points for worlds and you get those points by winning other opens. <laughs> and I live in the boondocks, so it's not super easy to always get just like flights in and out directly from here. You kind of have to like drive out to go to an airport and go there and come back. 
and it's not that bad but it just makes it hard so i was i was feeling really devastated and feeling like my whole world was over and you know i i got back into therapy a little while ago i i hadn't been doing it for a while but you know life's fucking hard just as hard as jujitsu is and uh actually i think life is a little bit harder if i'm being completely honest uh jujitsu is hard but honestly doing life is like way harder than jujitsu in my opinion and being an adult which is hilarious because i don't feel like when you know you kind of you start to look at your life and the things around you and think about you know how'd you grow up what are the things that happened to you in your life you know how did you get to where you are and like what are those next steps in your life and and being 33 is this really weird spot where i'm i want to work just as hard as like the 18 year olds in the gym or whatever and and be going as hard as they are but i my body doesn't do those things anymore as easily not that they, it, i can't because like you can't tell me i can't do anything like i literally know i can do anything i set my mind to and i don't really care what anyone says about that because i'm very i'm very secure in knowing that i can do whatever i want but i also know though unfortunately age is a limitation at some point uh, for the things that I want and I have been saying since I was like 20 something that I was gonna be a world champion someday and I still plan on being one. I just was texting uh, Jenna Mallory shout out y'all um, <laughs> Who need to also come do the pod with me now that I have this space that we can all hang out in anyway uh, I was texting them just saying, you know What's funny about me saying that, you know, I'm going to be a world champion and stuff. I was like thinking, you know, it's almost my year. Like I'm almost going to get there. I'm almost going to get there. And then it was like, dang, I got my black belt. Now it's harder to go through and be like, yeah, I want to be a world champion. And I started when I was 21 years old and I want to be, you know, win world someday. Like that's always been like a thing. I've always thought about it. And now I'm looking at master worlds where I'm like, okay, I guess it's good enough. <laughs> I mean, it's not world, but if we, if I want to be honest with myself about who I am, yeah, I'm a good athlete, but I'm not an elite athlete. As much as I'd want to be an elite athlete, it's not my full-time job. But anyway, I was texting him. I was like, you know, if I'm in like master like 17 or 20 or whatever, when I'm fucking decrepit, like 90 years old, and all I can do is use my bony fingers to like, attach myself to the mat and crawl on if that's what I need to do and that's the day I become a world champion because I fucking showed up to fight then I guess then that's the day because that dream will come true for me but I, I need to be a little bit more realistic about what that looks like and what does that look like for me and what does it define about me because I think I've used jujitsu my entire life as the the thing that I wanted to strive for and the only thing that I felt gave me value and made me worthwhile for a really long time actually that's how I felt for a long time is really that the jiu-jitsu that I do is what gives me worth which you know you can disagree with that and that's cool um I disagree with thinking about it like that quite now like all the time but when I think about what I wanted to do to build myself as a person and build myself as an athlete, I'd said to myself, you know, if you're going to go for it, you need to go all in and you need to, you need to make it to the top if you're going to do that thing. And I always thought that my jujitsu performances and doing matches and all these other things, those were the only way I was ever going to find worth. And so it was really hard for me over the past however long is continuing to show up and feel like I'm, I'm working hard and then not getting the results I want. And then show up, work hard, not get the results I want over and over and over. And it's really taxing. And, you know, I, I was looking at my jiu-jitsu career a while back and I was like, it was clear to me at that time that strength and conditioning was the place that I needed to go. And... I've spent the last year in some trying to get hench and it's done wonders for my jujitsu, right? So 
I do all this stuff. I, I get myself into the place where I want to be. And then all this stuff happens where suddenly, you know, because I have chronic illness, things can happen to my intestines. Like things just happen, y'all. And when they do, I, I don't have a lot of control. I do have some control, right? Because I can control what I eat. I can control how much water I have. I can control my stress as much as I can. And I can control where, you know, how much I sleep, all those other things. I, I can do all those things. But there are some things that are just out of your control when you have like chronic illness and, and things can just happen to you regardless. Like I can eat the same exact thing that I ate the day before, but sometimes those things will react differently in my body and that can make like a chain reaction of bad events happen. So that really has put a limit in a sense on some of the things that I can do or like how I should really view everything. And if I wanna be a happy person and I wanna to continue to move forward, I have to look at that and ask myself, does it still serve me that I feel like I am only a worthwhile human being if I'm good at jujitsu? Like I really have to ask myself that. I really think that people should ask themselves that same question because I, I know I'm not the only one that thinks that my self-worth is defined directly on what my athletic accomplishments are. I know I'm not the only one. And I'm sitting here talking about it and I'm saying it like it was some like easy realization, but like I'm telling you, I was scream crying in my house. Like I was scream crying over if I was gonna be able to come out of this whole thing, would I be able to compete this year at all? Uh, when will I go back to jujitsu? I haven't been on jujitsu mat, I don't know, in five weeks, feels like. I haven't done jujitsu maybe five weeks. This is the longest time I've been out in years. And it's probably been like six or seven years since I was out this long. And the last time I was out, it was for the same exact thing. But last time I didn't know how to take care of myself and I didn't know how to make it better. Um, and so my intestines were just like, we hate you. And I was like, well, fuck you too, buddy. And it took me like six months to get better. Um, but now, you know, looking at it, I'm, I'm already in, in a really good recovery place. And I've been talking with my therapist a lot about looking differently at what's going on and relating it to it in a different way. So so what do I mean by that, like relating to it in a different way? So here's a, here's a really important thing that I think is helpful and I hope is a helpful gem for you. It, it's some things we can't change. I can't change that <laughs> I have irritable bowel syndrome. <laughs> now y'all know. I can't change that. Like some people just like straight know that about me. Some people don't. I never know who I tell anymore. I just assume that now it's common knowledge. I just talked about it enough because it affects my life in such a way that I can't always be accountable. And sometimes I can't show up to places because I get sick. So uh, the thing is, is I, I can't control the fact that that thing exists in my life anymore. But what I can control is how I relate to how I interact with it. We can either work to fight our bodies or we can work with our bodies. Now, this sounds like grade school shit. Like when I say it out loud to myself, I'm like, wow, I feel like this seems like something anyone else would know and would do, right? They would know that some things we can't control and so we can't really be so mad about them, you know, all the whatever super zen shit i'm not a zen person necessarily uh, for those that know me they're like yeah i don't think i ever seen it um but i feel like what's going to be really important is relating differently and working with myself versus being so angry that this this is what's happening because if i spend the rest of my life angry about it that's taking up so much brain space that I can use for other things. I have way more talents than just jujitsu, even though jujitsu is the one I love the most. I love jujitsu more than anything in the world. And I've spent, this September will be 13 years. I started 
wow, so long ago. <laughs> I started, yeah, 2009. It's still every time I say it, I'm like, wow, September 2009 was when I walked into a jiu-jitsu room and was like, here I am. And then I never stopped. And in those years, when I think about all the things I've gone through, I've moved a bunch of times. I've had a lot of different jobs, though mostly the same one just about the whole time. I mean, I've been working a corporate job for like 11 years now, and I'm kind of at the, the height of my career there. And it's great in a sense. It's really hard, but you know, I worked during jujitsu. I worked through all the work things. I stayed late. I, you know, went in early. I like went through a whole pandemic with jujitsu. Like I graduated from college. I got married. I bought some houses. I've been taking care of my dogs for the same amount of time that I've been doing jujitsu, which is actually pretty amazing. And in between all that, I also opened up a school. I opened up my jujitsu school here with my husband and we run classes for all ages. I mean, it's actually pretty amazing the things that I've done in between all of just the practicing jujitsu and all of the, the things that I, I wanted to accomplish in my life. I've actually done a lot. And I think in, it was in my last podcast, I, I made myself like write down tons of my accomplishments, tons of the things that I've done, tons of the things that make me worthwhile. And I forget what those are. I forget sometimes that I actually have done a lot of things already that are great. And I don't need jujitsu to be the sole thing that defines me as a person. But at the same time, what I will say though, is I do hope that someday through all the hard work that I do, that maybe someday it will define who I become because I can't think of anything greater, like any greater like honor in my life than putting my stamp on like this place with jujitsu. So if you're struggling with looking at things and how, how are you gonna move through it? How are you gonna get to the next spot? I'm telling you, trying to change the way that you relate to those things is gonna help you a lot. I had to do it a lot with my past and that's something that my therapist and I work on is relating to our past in different ways. Um, and I think this goes direct to jujitsu and direct to sport in general. Since I've had a lot of time on my hands, I've been, well, I haven't had a lot of time on my hands. I mean, I still like do things, but um, time on my hands is in jujitsu because like when I think about the time I spend doing jujitsu, I'm like there for like two hours a night, right? So now I have time to read or, or do something like that. So I made the goal of reading a couple books and I read one called Mind Gym. It was really, really good. And then I read The Champion's Mind also loved that one. I read both of those in the last three weeks. And then I started another book yesterday called Relentless. And all of them are really good uh, resources. But um, one of the things that they really talk about a lot in these books is how we use our mind to influence our outcomes. And the way that we think is directly related to how that outcome is going to be. So what I've been working on is because I can't do jujitsu is visualizing the jujitsu, which sounds kind of funny, but I also think that it's really good advice for older athletes, injured athletes, people who can't spend as much time on the mats using your brain to simulate the jujitsu is basically just as good as doing jujitsu. No joke. Um, and then one of the, th Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll get that. I'll get to that in a second. I was going to talk about my workouts, but I'll talk about that in the next section. Um, anyway, so some of the things that these, these books talk about really sharpen our focus on familiarity in some of these spaces. So when I think about, okay, I'm gonna go to this specific event. Generally, they're all, they're all generally kind of at some of the same venues that you go to, right? So I go to the same types of tournaments or in the same venues. 
And then different tournaments have different colored mats, right? So I go to Grappling Industries and it's like white and orange. And then I go to Sub League and it's like gray and yellow, I believe, or a yellow color. Sub League, they have a couple different mats, I think. And then Worlds, IBJJF, whatever, you're looking at generally the blue with the yellow like um, borders. So when I think about those spaces that I've been in and what they look like and what they smell like and put myself there, it really enhances my experience. So what I've been, so here's where I'm gonna do my workouts. I'm just gonna move into it. So working, um, I've been working still, uh, doing much like cardio because it's pretty much all I can do. Just can't lift things for the most part. Um, but I've been doing a ton of cardio. And so as I'm doing the cardio, I'm like visualizing, like being inside of the venue. And then I visualize myself walking to the edge of the mat. What does the mat look like? Where's the ref? What side of the table am I on? Who is my opponent? Who is the referee? I've seen a million IBJJF referees. I can just switch them out in my brain. I have a really, really visual uh, memory. And I remember small details of places all the time. I just have a really good memory that way. And like I can remember the Las Vegas Convention Center perfectly. I know exactly what it looks like. I know exactly what it'll look like when I go to Worlds. I know where we'll walk in. I know where all of the mats will be. I know exactly what it looks like when I'm facing towards the mat. I know what it looks like when I'm facing, like if I'm on the mat, looking off the mat. I can still visualize the same place where I was when I went, I think it was last year. Um, was it? There's a part where I can't remember, but I won't. I won't make you uh, listen to me figure it out. Anyway, and the smell, right? Jujitsu smells, y'all. So, like, to me though, it's like there's a along with the smells and the sights. There's the that feeling, you know, when you're in the building, the buzz, the energy. And I remember all of those details. I remember what the the lights look like. So that when I'm in that space, I know what it is. So I remember the years I went to Worlds and competed and walking on those mats in the pyramid, it looks very specific. The lights are very specific. It's very bright and you kind of feel like you're down in the pit. And I remember exactly the way it looks when I was there. I think it was like 2017. And then when I remember the Las Vegas Convention Center, I know that the lights were more like dim than the other one. It was a different type. It was a different space. It smelled different. It felt different. It was, it actually shakes because it's in the upstairs of the Las Vegas convention center. So you can kind of feel like the, everything feels like it's shaking and there's tons of people, so many people. And so I just like, will take all of those different elements and I'll think about what does that thing look like? So today, like my, my workout today was a Versa Climber. It was terrible, but awesome at the same time because I hate the Versa Climber, but I love it at the same time. There's always like some sort of workout thing that I pick that I have a love-hate relationship with. It used to be burpees, uh, and now it's the Versa Climber. So I, I hate it, but I want to win, which was the same thing with burpees. I hated them, but I wanted to be able to, to be efficient at them. So, I mean, I spent like a month or something doing a hundred burpees every day until it was perfect. Um, David and I did that during the pandemic. Maybe that was just pandemic induced. That's some crazy shit. I don't, I don't think burpees are always the best for you. I've heard very different opinions anyway. Um, so I've got this Versa climber. So now what I was doing is I was like, okay, so I'm going to stand off to the side. I'm going to visualize what it's like to be on the side of the, the, the mat at Master Worlds because I know what it looks like. And then I'm going to visualize myself being called to the mat. I know exactly what it looks like when a referee called me to the mat. And every time I get called to the mat, I always bow. I run to the referee to shake their hand first. If I don't, it doesn't matter. It's just I always do. I just make that my, that's my initiative. I walk out there so I can shake their hand first. Um, and then I shake my opponent's hand and then I always get my sleeves ready and then they say combat and it's time to go. 
So I did the whole thing. <laughs> um, I don't know if Henry saw me, he might have, but I was, I was like running up to the Versa climber and pretending to shake a ref's hand, pretending to shake my opponent's hand, fixing my sleeve real quick. And then I hopped onto the Versa climber and then press the quick start. And then when you press the start button, I imagine the words kombach being said. And then as soon as that happens, it's fight time. So then I just like grab and go. And then I'm like, I, I have a goal to meet, right? So my goal I'm trying to meet right now, I met it last week one time. I didn't quite meet it today. Today, I think my best time was like a minute and three seconds. I did uh, 200 feet. So I'm trying to go 200 feet in one minute is like what I'm doing. And I actually think I did 11 of them today, but I, I kind of lost count between seven and eight somewhere. And uh, so I just did another one just in case. And so during that time, I'm thinking about the, like, what does it look like? Where am I at? How hard am I working? And thinking while I'm on the Versa climber, I'm thinking, okay, if I stop, if I stop to rest right now, what I'm actually doing is stopping to rest in the middle of the match, which is not something I'm going to do. So I need to push myself a little bit further here. And so that was really, really helpful that like, it's like helping me get that edge in my workout to where like, I know I can't go jujitsu. Like it's just not something I can do, but I'm on this Versa climber and I can visualize the jujitsu experience. So that way at least it makes it feel relevant in that space where like, I know my workouts are relevant, right? All of them are obviously relevant. They're all built for sport, for something that I'm trying to accomplish, but I have to like take that and make it for me because otherwise I don't enjoy it. So then, you know, I meet time or whatever it is. I meet my, my whatever it is. And then, <laughs> so I start in the first ones. I like don't get super jacked, but by the end of like my reps at the last one, I'm just like, woo, like, this is so good. Like I'm doing so good. I'm like giving myself, like I'm hyping myself up in my head. I'm spending a lot of time saying, you know, I'm the champion, I won, I won because I did 200 feet. Um, I very like much do the like, pretend like blue belt, rip open the geese, so proud of myself, like Celine Dion style pounding my chest, throwing my number ones up to the ceiling. Um, I actually simulated today too. My new, the new thing to add to the simulation is at the very end because I don't like the way that I walk off the mat. I've been really upset with myself in the sense that I can be a better professional. So I imagine that regardless of what just happened, I'm picking up my belt off the ground with the assumption that it's fallen off because it's generally the case. And I tie my belt. I, I like visualize finding the middle, putting it behind my back, switching it, bringing it to the front one over the other and then like looping it and then the second one the second loop you know for the knot and then pulling tight and then adjusting my jacket because i always adjust my jacket down and then imagine the ref is going to grab my arm and i practice on both sides so i practice they'll raise my right arm sometimes sometimes they'll raise my left arm i'll just go back and forth because i want to visualize both sides of being there i want to visualize being on both sides of the ref and then I visualize myself winning every single time. I raise my own hand. <laughs> Don't care if it's weird, y'all. If this makes me a champion, then I win the prize, okay? But I, I make myself raise my own hand, turn myself around because some reps will raise your hand to one side and then the other side, so I did that. And then I imagine shaking the ref's hand, shaking my opponent's hand, walking off the mat, and I always walk off the mat, bow when I get off the mat, and then like go find their, their coach and, and give them a, a handshake, you know, and say good job, all that good stuff. So that's been part of the new visualization I've been doing. And I didn't like just start that with cardio. Like the, those things too always went together. This actually is just like a new recent thing I've started doing because I read these cool books. Um, that's how this all like comes full circle and what I wanted to talk about. So I started like last, um, last Monday, I was finally ready to go on cardio. And so I've been doing these workouts to like get myself ready. And in the beginning I was like, oh, so I'm just going to come in here and like cardio myself to death. Um, okay. And it kind of felt boring, but then I was like, you know, I can either think this is boring 
Or what I can do is I can change the way that I relate to the thing that I'm doing. So why don't I actually just make it more value add for myself so that I love it more and enjoy it more? And it was really helpful for me to start to make that distinction. And then I started thinking of all the things in the books that I'd read, things that I found really helpful and started adding those in just little by little and kind of built this little routine throughout the last like week and a half. And it feels really good. What I feel the best about it is being able to put myself in the zone when I'm not actually next to a jujitsu mat. I'm not even in a jujitsu gym. I'm not even in jujitsu clothes. I'm actually trying to find that zone that I put myself in before competition and I wanna play there. I wanna like do my workouts there because I want to have that intensity and practice that mindset before I get to the match. Because I actually don't think that I lack that much physically, to be honest. There are always improvements, right? 100% always improvements. But one of the places that I lack some of the most black belt in me I think is is in that mindset in that place where you go you quiet your mind get you know they say get in the zone or whatever it is that they call it for me it's like a fucking cocoon like I when it's game time or it is jujitsu time for me especially at a competition like fucking game on like I want to put that cocoon around me and I want to live in it and bask in it because in that space is where I tell myself so many wonderful things where I tell myself about what a champion I can be that I know that I've worked hard to be where I am and that I know like I get up and I'll go work out and I'll be like okay I know I'm working harder than my opponents my opponents might still like when I get up in the morning I think to myself I'm gonna get up before my opponents they're still gonna be sleeping because I'm gonna get up first, you know, I'm gonna go work first. And so I think about it while I'm in my, in my workouts and thinking like, hey, like I get to be here. Like I am allowed to be here. This is the place where I thrive. This is the place where I can be a winner all day long in my brain. And so I've been building this like cocoon while I think about all these things in my workouts. And Gosh, it feels really, really good to say so many wonderful things to myself because normally what happens, um, I, I deal with uh, depression, anxiety, all that stuff, you know? So sometimes I will get in negative rumination cycles where I will think bad things about myself. And unfortunately, we become conditioned when we grow up to repeat things that others said to us or uh, you know, we remember really negative events that affected us and those events or things that people said, like, live there. But I'm sick of those things living in my head rent-free. I don't need something in my brain to say, you're not a nice person, nobody will ever like you. Because that's not true. That's like actually not a true thing. Like, people, like I had someone say that to me consistently. And being where I am now, there's no way that that's real or true. I know that that's not true, but that thought will come back and it will come back without me even wanting it to be there. I'll just be doing whatever. And suddenly my brain will be like, yo, what's up? Hey, <laughs> fuck you. Guess what? Remember that time that someone said that nobody's ever going to like you because you're not a nice person. Remember that? Oh yeah. I'm going to hear to remind you about it. And also, remember that time that you did this and this and this and how embarrassing it was? And then, remember this other embarrassing thing you did? Like, that's what happens. And, and that's just like this big fucking thought snowball that just goes on and on and on. And I'll be completely honest with you. Some days, I'll, I'll have like a negative thought like that. And like this, I can feel the spiral coming. I'll like try to stop it. And it's really hard and I can't always catch it. And some of those days when I don't, I could be standing there for like 15, 20 minutes of just like these thoughts going on and on and on. And then I'm like, wait, 20 fucking minutes has gone by and I have just been trapped in this weird brain loop that I need to get out of because it's not serving me. I'm sure at one point there was probably a reason why some of these things, like I have like thought loops. I'm sure at some point there was something useful about it, but 
the thought loops have become very negative. And so we are the only ones that can change our thought loops. And one of the things that I really liked in one of the books I just read, and I can't remember which one it was. So I feel, I feel like it was the mind gym book I just read. Um, I can't remember both of the authors right now, to be honest with you, but um, it was a fantastic book. Anyway, one of the things says, once you find yourself in a hole, stop digging. I'll just say it again. Once you find yourself in a hole, stop digging. I thought that that was so powerful because I was literally in like a brain hole when I was reading. Sometimes I'll pick up a book and start reading when I like get that way so I can get different thoughts going on. And I just happened to be that one. And so you can take things like that and use them as tools to help you change your negative thought loop so that you have a more positive or a better thought loop. So when I identify that I've lost myself, in some sort of negative spin, I can say to myself things like, stop digging. That's all I have to say to myself because I felt like that statement that was made was impactful. So, so taking from that, I could say, okay, I need to just stop digging. And also the other thing about the continual like verbal abuse we put on ourselves is that like, the more we do it, the more that those like thoughts will continue. So if we don't break those loops, they only get worse. And what's unfortunate about that is sometimes we get really far into loops. So I feel like I spent a considerable amount of time in the first part of this year not keeping my loops in check. And so a lot of them just kept spiraling and spiraling and spiraling and now I found myself like where I, I have to change them. And what's been really frustrating for me is I thought, you know, okay, I'll go, yeah, I'll take an antidepressant. Yeah, I'll take an anti-anxiety. I'll do that. I'll try those out because I need space to think and, and go to therapy at the same time. Um, and I was always very resistant to all of these things, but I actually think that they're some of the most beneficial things I've ever done for myself because I'm trying to survive, right? It's all about trying to survive and take care of ourselves. And doing what I'm doing is actually an act of self-care. Um, and I don't say that in, in the privileged way that we all think of self-care. I actually hate kind of a love-hate relationship with saying self-care because of all the things attached to it. Because self-care seems like a luxury. Or it's been marketed as such, right? So you see all this stupid memes telling you all the things that you can do for self-care, like take a nap or like whatever it is. I'm just like, okay, like I, I see you, but like taking care of yourself though as like the, the mind, body, the whole bit, like, I'm, okay, I'm gonna digress on self-care because I just hate that word. Anyway, I'm gonna move on. So, so I decided that by taking medications to like help me think clearly that I then could, you know, go into a therapy space and then continue that therapy and then find different ways to move through life. And I always thought that those things were, um, I'm air quoting, they were for weak people. And only weak people reach out for help. And only weak people take medication. Only weak people talk to therapists. Only weak people go to the doctor, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. On and on and on. My entire life, that's what I said. That's what I said to myself and to others, which is very, very ironic thinking about how long I've been dealing with all of these different feelings, depression and whatnot. You know, I can think back to my early teen years where that was already present, but it has taken me a whole like 30 some years to finally say like, no, enough is enough. Like I actually need to take care of myself. I need to do things to be better. 
And I need to also learn how to relate differently to the way that I think about medication or therapy. So for me, what was really hard, strangely hard, was I had to start using one of those pill pack things to remember what do I need to take Monday, Monday through Sunday. And I was like, damn, I thought it was gonna be a lot longer before I was looking at one of these. Um, but that was not the case. And I started to, every time I pick up the case to take a, a, some of my medication, I would think to myself, you're such a fucking weak person because you have to take meds three times a day. The fuck is wrong with you? I was thinking that almost every single time I picked up that thing. And I had to pick it up three times a day at least. Three times a day is when I have to take meds. So imagine telling yourself from like, I had to start taking all this stuff starting like November. November all the way through to now. I still take the same amount. But I stopped using the pill pack. Actually, I, I use a different system now. But I had to actually stop using that pill pack because the problem was is every time I would pick it up, I kept saying the same negative loops to myself every single time. And it was like it was like a a, a thing, right? So so what's interesting about the brain and the way it works in and the way that networks are created is that your brain will take an action and a thought and kind of put those two things together um the brain has what is called like neuroplasticity i am not a neuroscience <laughs> i'm not a neuroscience oh my gosh i'm not a neuroscientist i'm not a neuroscientist clearly can't even say it uh, but I do know that the brain has the ability to create new connections and all these other things, right? So what's unfortunate though is those new connections can be actually negative things or they can be good things. And what I did was I took a, a thought loop and I assigned it basically to this like action of me picking that thing up. So then every time I was doing it, it was a negative thought loop. And so at some point I was just like, you know, I think I just need to change this. So I just stopped using the, the like organizer pack. And now I don't think that ever. Like I don't think it the same way I did. I, I used to think it like every day, three times a day, I would remind myself what a weak, terrible, horrible person I was for what is literally taking care of your body. Like take that in. My husband was talking to me and he and we were talking about a lot of these different things and he said, you know, the thing is, is like, all you're doing is just beating yourself up. Like you're, you're literally just taking yourself and like putting yourself in front of yourself in your brain and then being like, yeah, you're a fuckhead. You're the worst thing that has ever lived on this planet. And like you keep thinking that thing over and over, then that's like all that's gonna live there. And if you let those like negative sour thoughts live there, like things aren't gonna be good. And he's totally right. Like it's literally just beating yourself up. It's like it's like pummeling yourself and and I know that nobody can be harder on me than me. There's literally no one on this planet that thinks anything worse than what I think about myself. Like if I think about who can be the meanest to me, it's me. And that's not fair. Like it's not fair, like I, I have to stop doing those things. So, so changing the way that I relate to pretty much almost everything in my life is something that I'm working really, really hard on. And it is all mental work. And I think that it's important work. And it's work that everybody can do. And I'm not gonna tell you that overnight suddenly this thing is gonna happen. I've actually been working on fixing negative thought loops for like five years, at least five years. I've spent so much time trying to figure out how to be a healthy person, how to be a healthy adult, because I did not learn all of the ways to become a healthy adult that I needed to. I wasn't prepared for someone to say like, yeah, you, you have chronic illness now, so like, that's a thing. And I, I didn't expect anyone to be like, 
Yeah, you got you got anxiety and depression, my friend. Like that's that's a thing. You're gonna have to take care of that. Like I didn't think that any of those things were gonna happen in the middle of like all this. I thought, oh, I'm doing jujitsu for the rest of my life now, and I'm just gonna be perfectly healthy and 21 forever. Like that was just my thought, but that's not the reality. And getting used to it's kind of hard, but you know. I think it's the only way to go. I think it's the only way going forward is to just learn, just like relearn, right? My friend, my friend Jen was saying about, you know, relearning and how, you know, she has to relearn too. My friend Mallory, she's like, yeah, I gotta relearn too. There's so many people around me that I started talking to about these issues, partially because I was really alone for a lot of all uh, all of these things. I actually, I didn't really open up to anyone about all these things until this year so much, mostly because it's become much more in everybody's face that I'm just like not around sometimes um, versus before. But it's really freeing. It's like finally freeing to admit that like, yeah, I get depressed and yeah, I get anxious and yeah, I get sick. And, and all these other things and I have to flake out or I have to take a day off or all these other things that I actually was just like, nah, it's for weak people. It's for some, some pansy out there, right? And then I like, now I'm looking at myself like, oh, maybe I should have been a little bit more compassionate towards myself. And like, I should be way more compassionate towards others because I don't really know what everyone's going through I have no way to know and none of us do and so this whole experience has really impacted me in looking at how do I value my relationships and valuing people valuing myself figuring out what it's like to reach out to people and talk to them and and say I need a friend or I need to hang out or you know calling people on the phone yeah I started like talking to people on the phone more and that's weird but I'm, I'm doing it it feels good and I've been off the social media for a few days because I was just not I'm just not feeling it right now and I'm feeling pretty good so basically from here it's four weeks until I go back and at that point they're going to tell me if I can can throw people or not. And if I can throw people, then I get to book my flight and travel and go to Master Worlds. And it's going to be awesome. Um, and I'm going to fucking win. I'm just going to say it. And I'm going to, I don't know why I wouldn't. I'm working extremely hard because it's my only choice. And I'm looking forward to it. The last thing I'm gonna I'm gonna leave everyone with today is very non-jujitsu related. But holy shit, I finally watched Forrest Gump. I have never seen Forrest Gump. People said it was a funny movie. And it is not a fucking funny movie. Yeah, Tom Hanks in that movie like kills it. That's a great movie. Like I'll think it was a fantastic movie. But it was not a funny movie necessarily, and I cried through the entire thing because it was just too sad for me. And I think what really got me was the part where Jenny is back walking down the road where she's an adult towards her old childhood home, and she starts picking up rocks and throwing them at the house. And Forrest says, <laughs> sometimes there just aren't enough rocks and I was like oh that is exactly how I feel right now sometimes there are just not enough rocks because I have been trying to find rocks to throw at all of my problems I've just been trying so hard and just fighting it and fighting it and wanting to destroy it and all these other things. But there are not enough rocks for that. There will never be enough rocks for me to find to throw. So 
I think that sometimes you just leave things where they are and then you find ways to move forward and that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm here to do. That's what I'm here to say. And I think declaring those things out loud to yourself and to others is a way to put yourself in a position to continue to be accountable because I fully plan on continuing to follow all my diet exactly how I'm supposed to, finish my workouts exactly as I'm supposed to, do all of my mental work that I need to do, all of my recovery, my stretching, getting enough sleep, all those things. I'm gonna do all those things because I'm a fucking professional and that's what I do and I'm a winner and I'm going to win and I'm going out to win and I am sorry for the person who decides to step in front of me next because it's gonna be a fucking barn burner, my friend. I am literally visualizing at this moment how I'm going to be able to crush the competition and that is exactly what I'm going to envision every single day until I walk onto the mat. I will be envisioning myself winning and being the champion because I am a champion, because I work like one, I act like one, and I'm gonna be one for realsies. Big old fucking trophy, the whole bit. It's gonna happen and it's gonna happen for me. And if you fucking work hard enough, you're gonna be a champion too at whatever it is you wanna do. Whether you're champion teacher of the year, champion surfer of the year, champion mom of the year, there's already a million of those, champion dad, million of those, million of people doing champion shit every single day and there's no reason why we can't all be doing our own champion shit. Anyway, I go on and on about that but now my puppy is uh, looking at me and crying because he looks like he needs his dinner. You might have heard him in the background on this podcast um, snoring or licking or other really annoying things that you're definitely not going to want to hear. But you know what? I love my dog more than I care about um, the way that you all hear my podcast. So that's how that's going to go. Anyway, I hope to uh, talk to you all soon. Have some good news hopefully soon. And uh, maybe I'll uh, get Jen and Mal in here. Maybe we can chat up about some jujitsu stuff since I haven't been in quite as much. Oscar, do you have anything to say, buddy? Dinner time? All right, buddy. We'll go. See ya.